98K News. It's 11 o'clock, I'm Kenny Hodgart. Tonight's headlines, Quinn Moon, one of the 12 Hong Kong residents captured in mainland waters as they tried to flee Hong Kong in 2020, has been handed back to the SAR after completing a two-year jail sentence across the border. Researchers from the Chinese University have urged the government to provide more heat shelters and cooling facilities after their data showed extreme hot weather is on the rise and police have arrested a sixth person on suspicion of being linked to alleged job scams involving Hong Kongers being trafficked to Southeast Asia. The High Court has heard that six former editors of the now-defunct Apple Daily intend to plead guilty to national security charges, while the other defendants, the newspaper's founder Jimmy Lai and three corporations, indicated they would plead not guilty. This was revealed at a case management hearing before a plan of three, panel of three judges. A reporting ban on the hearing was lifted by Justice Esther Toh. Researchers from the Chinese University have urged the government to provide more heat shelters and cooling facilities after their data showed extreme hot weather is on the rise. Under current arrangements, when the very hot weather warning is in effect, the government opens 19 temporary heat shelters for those in need. But Professor Edward Ung from CUHK's School of Architecture said these shelters could be made more accessible and welcoming. The numbers are not enough to cope with the kind of problem that we are expecting. B, I think more importantly, people don't know where they are. And even if they know where they are, they don't want to go because the facilities are not adequate or, should I say, not welcoming. People go there and they they have nothing to do and they think that home is better. So they go back to their hot home or or some other places that they, they will continue to suffer. So these places is not just a place that with air conditioning on. They have to be a place that people want to go. One of the 12 Hong Kong residents captured in mainland waters as they allegedly tried to flee Hong Kong for Taiwan in 2020 has been handed back to the SAR after completing her two-year jail sentence across the border. Quinn Moon is wanted by the police here in connection with a bomb-making case. Another Hong Kong resident, Tang Kai-Yin, is still serving a three-year jail sentence on the mainland. The remaining 10 have already been sent back to Hong Kong. For the fourth day running, the local daily COVID caseload has topped 6,000. Health authorities confirmed another 6,617 infections, 237 of them imported. Albert Au from the Centre for Health Protection described the figures as worrying and called on citizens to be diligent in protecting themselves against the virus. For four days in a row, the number of local cases have been over 6,000 per day. So it has picked up a rising trend and this is worrying. This goes to show that we have a number of transmission chains in the community and transmission is rising. I hope the public can follow all the anti-infection control measures in particular when you're in a crowd or gatherings. Please wear a tightly fit face mask and for those who are not yet vaccinated, please do so as soon as possible. Police have arrested a sixth person on suspicion of being linked to alleged job scams involving Hong Kongers being trafficked to the to Southeast Asia. Officers also said one of the five suspects arrested yesterday has been charged with conspiracy to defraud. The Under Secretary for Security, Michael Chuk, told an RTHK programme that one more alleged victim had contacted authorities. He said that among 37 known Hong Kong cases, 23 people are still thought to be held captive in Myanmar and Cambodia. He declined to say whether family members should pay ransoms to secure their release.
The government attaches great importance to the cases. We will provide all practical assistance to secure their safe return. For family members, it's important that they contact authorities first, either the Immigration's Assistance to Hong Kong Residence Unit or the police. We will handle the cases together and provide advice to them. The Security Bureau said one man who sought help from the Immigration Department had returned to Hong Kong safely with the help of the Foreign Ministry's office in Hong Kong, the Chinese Embassy in Thailand, the Bureau's Task Force and the Government's Economic and Trade Office in Bangkok. And a look at the weather. Fine and very hot with some haze during the day tomorrow. Minimum temperatures of about 28 degrees and highs of around 34 in urban areas and a couple of degrees more in the new territories. Moderate west to southwesterly winds. The outlook very hot and hazy on Wednesday but the weather will deteriorate with winds strengthening gradually overnight into Thursday when there will be squally showers and rough seas. The current temperature is 30 degrees with humidity of 80%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. The former chairman of the now disbanded Hong Kong Alliance in support of patriotic democratic movements of China, Albert Ho, has been granted bail over a national security charge he faces. The 70-year-old lawyer and former Democratic Party chief has been held in jail since May last year. He's accused of inciting subversion along with the alliance as a whole and two of its other former leaders. In addition to surety from Mr Ho's daughter and sister-in-law, High Court Judge Johnny Chan ordered Mr Ho to pay a $700,000 cash bill. bail. Rather, Macau is to beef up its national security law to bring it into line with those in Hong Kong and the mainland. Proposals include changing the offence of subversion of the central people's government into subversion of state power. The Macau government also proposes punishing any acts of secession. Wong Xiu Chak is its security secretary. The SAR government hopes through this exercise to overcome the problems and deficiencies in the current national security law so that the legislation can be brought up to the same protection standards as that of the country and the Hong Kong SAR and therefore raise the SAR government's capability when it comes to coordinating and managing matters relating to safeguarding national security, comprehensively preventing and punishing acts that endanger national security, and effectively preventing and suppressing foreign interference. The energy firm CLP says the Yunlong cable bridge fire that caused a major blackout in June was linked to a low-voltage electrical installation near the bridge. Some 160,000 households in the northwestern New Territories lost power due to the blaze. In a final report submitted to the government, the power company said it had taken a, a number of remedial measures, such as replacing similar electrical installations and installing more fire protection services. The Electrical and Mechanical Services Department says it's reviewing the report with third-party experts. The government is rolling out a pilot scheme which it hopes will lift youngsters out of intergenerational poverty. Announcing details of the Strive and Rise programme, Chief Secretary Eric Chan said 2,000 Form 1 to Form 3 students will be offered a place on the one-year programme. They will be given a mentor to help them broaden their horizons and a cash allowance. Here's Mr Chan. Uh, we, we trust that uh, um, after one year, these students uh, will surely um, know better themselves. And then they will uh, also um, set up, they will be able to set up their own life goals and then they, they know how to achieve their, uh, their goals. 
Overseas, Russia's security service says it has established that Ukraine was behind the killing on Saturday of Dario Dugina, daughter of the prominent ideologue Alexander Dugin. Here's the BBC's Sasha Slichter. Without producing any evidence, the FSB said a Ukrainian intelligence agent, Natalia Vovk, and her daughter entered Russia in July and rented a flat in the same Moscow residential block where Daria Dugina lived. They also used a Mini Cooper car to follow her around. They even attended the fateful patriotic festival where Daria and her father were guests of honour. She died when her car was torn apart by a bomb on her way back. After that, according to the FSB, they made their escape to Estonia. Immediately after the attack, Ukraine vehemently denied any involvement. The head of Ukraine's armed forces has said that nearly 9,000 military personnel there have been killed. Valery Zaluzhny told a conference there was, duty, there was a duty to look after the children of those who had died and those who had fathers currently fighting at the front. General Zaluzhny did not give any casualty figures for the number of civilians who had been killed. The toll on both sides in the conflict has been much disputed, with estimates for Russian deaths varying wildly. The former Pakistani Prime Minister Imran Khan has been granted three days protective bail after he was charged under anti-terrorism laws. The court decision means he shouldn't be arrested before Thursday. Mr Khan's supporters had warned that any attempt to detain him would be a red line. Hundreds had gathered outside his home in Islamabad to protect him. Imran Khan is now living in the heart of the people and now it is going to be, uh, you know, a massive people who are not just a PTI or Pakistan Tariq and Saab people, that the common people of the Pakistan are now standing for Imran Khan. The police will have to pass over us before they can reach Khan to arrest him. I believe they cannot do it. It is impossible. I think this is all media hype. Physically, the police are not even capable of reaching here. Millions of children in the Philippines were back in school today for the first time since the start of the coronavirus pandemic more than two years ago. Almost half the country's schools have resumed face-to-face -face classes. On arrival, children lined up for temperature checks and hand washing. Other schools stay partly online for now, despite concerns about the effects of remote learning. International agencies say less than one-fifth of ten-year-olds can read properly, while a recent World Bank report says nine out of ten Filipino children will struggle to read simple texts by the age of ten. Japan's first woman to be recognised as a photojournalist, Chuneko Sasamoto, has died at the age of 107. Originally drawn to painting, she got a break with a newspaper in 1940 and was assigned to photograph events during the Second World War, culminating with portraying the destruction of Hiroshima. To sport and Premier League champions Manchester City had to come from two goals down to share the points with Newcastle in a six-goal thriller at St James's Park yesterday. The BBC's Ian Dennis was watching. A titanic tussle on Tyneside in a high-quality contest and a real test for the champions. Gundogan put Manchester City ahead after five minutes and shortly afterwards Pope made the first of several important saves. Newcastle, though, took the game to City. Almiron equalised before Wilson, ten minutes later, made it 2-1. The home side went further ahead in the second half with a stunning free kick, but that stirred City, who scored twice in a four-minute period. Haaland and then Bernardo Silva from an outstanding De Bruyne pass that was a perfectly executed equaliser. City finished strongly, but Newcastle remained resilient. They played with spirit and an adventure, and a draw was a fair result. 
The result leaves City unbeaten this season, but two points behind leaders Arsenal. Leeds United are just behind City on goal difference after a 3-0 demolition of Chelsea at Ellen Road. Their manager, Jesse Marsh, says all the hard work from his players is paying off. Obviously we know it was an important win. I'm really happy for our team. They work really hard. They've tried to uh, adapt in every way that I've asked them to. They've committed to the environment that we've created. Um, and validation moments like this are really important for continued progress. And I think that's what we have to understand is that it... it it's not just that it's a win, that it's a good performance against a really good team and that we start to understand that the potential is, is there and we have to maximise that every day. Brighton beat West Ham 2-0 at London Stadium and are also on seven points after their opening three matches. But West Ham are without a point or a goal in the Premier League so far this season. Manager David Moyes says his team is in transition. Well, I've been saying a couple of times that I think that we're a bit behind it. And we have, and I've also, you know, people are picking up. We are, we're changing, we're changing as a side, we're changing as, as a team, and that's going to take time. And it's, we've not been able to piece it all together and get all the signings ready at the one time to get them in the team and get them ready for the opening start of the season. So that's the way it is at the moment. But uh, the players who've, who've been here have done a brilliant job and they continue to do that. In Spain, Robert Lewandowski scored his first goals for Barcelona in a big win over Real Sociedad. Well, his former club Bayern Munich kept their perfect start in the German Bundesliga. The BBC's Paul Serras rounds up the action. Robert Lewandowski scored his first goals for Barcelona as they beat Real Sociedad 4-1 at Anoeta. Athletic Club beat Valencia 1-0 in Bilbao thanks to Alex Berenguer's first half goal. And Atletico Madrid were beaten 2-0 by Villarreal in the capital. The reigning Bundesliga champions Bayern Munich thrashed Bochum 7-0 to make it three wins from three. In Italy, the champions Milan were held to a one-all draw by Atalanta, while Napoli thrashed Monza 4-0 at the Stadio Diego Armando Maradona. And in France, Paris Saint-Germain put seven past Lille, with Kylian Mbappe scoring a hat-trick, Neymar two, and Lionel Messi and Ashraf Hakimi one each. And a reminder of our top stories tonight. Quinn Moon, one of the 12 Hong Kong residents captured in mainland waters as they tried to flee Hong Kong in 2020, has been handed back to the SAR after completing a two-year jail sentence across the border. Researchers from the Chinese University have urged the government to provide more heat shelters and cooling facilities after their data showed extreme hot weather is on the rise. And police have arrested a sixth person on suspicion of being linked to alleged job scams involving Hong Kongers being trafficked to Southeast Asia. The news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3. Was a hot afternoon, the last day of June, and the sun was a demon. The clouds were afraid, one tin in the shade, and the pavement was steaming. I told Billy Ray in his red Chevrolet. Need a time for some thinking I was just walking by 
When I looked in her eye And I swore it was winking She was 31 And I was 17 I knew nothing about love She knew everything But I sat down beside her On a front porch swing Wondered what the coming night would bring Closed her eyes as it climbed in the skies and it started to swelter. Sweat trickled down the front of her gown and I thought it would melt her. She threw back her hair like I wasn't there. She slipped on a Her shoulders were bare And I tried not to stare When I looked at her too late When she looked at me I heard her softly say I know you're young You don't know what to do or say Stay with me until the sun has gone away And I will chase the boy in you away And then she smiled And we talked for a while Then we walked for a mile to the sea Sat on the sand And the boy took her hand But I saw the sun rise as a man have gone by since I looked in her eye but the memory lingers I go back in my mind to the very first time feel the touch of her fingers was a hot afternoon the last day of June and the sun was a goes uh, Bobby Goldsboro, Summer the First Time. What was the other big hit had? Honey, you remember that one? It's been in the charts at least twice. Uh, in 75, I was working in London in the pubs, doing uh, pub discos, playing music for lap dancers and things like that. Uh, and I used to, one of the pubs I used to go to, I don't know if you know London at all, if it's still there anymore, uh, but it was called the Swan, the Swan Pub in Stockwell, and it was full of this very elaborate woodwork. It was a beautiful pub, as a matter of fact. Uh, but one of the regulars in there was this guy, one of the sort of local... Uh, 
well, gangsters, I suppose you could say, would be fair to say, white safari suit, uh, chest wig, medallion, all that kind of thing. I, don't, I can't remember his name. Call him Frank, if you like. So uh, his henchman had come up to me and say, Frank says, play, honey. So I had to play it. And he'd 